Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Hey guys, Nick from the Pro Wrestling Podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by Suspicious Behavior Comics. Check out their series entitled Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia. When a disgruntled professional wrestler declares himself galactic champion of the universe, Earth is invaded by a planet of wrestling aliens who view it as an act of war. The issues are full of action, excitement, and even some obscure wrestling references. Check them out on Twitter at SBP underscore comics. Once again, at SBP underscore comics. And be sure to catch them on the Comixology app for Android and iOS devices. Hey guys, it's the hardcore icon, Just Incredible. I want you to listen to the best podcast in the world, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow them on Twitter at ProWPodcast. Now that's not just the coolest, and that's not just the best Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's just incredible. Check them out. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Bold one, arm drag. Whoa! This is Brett screwed Brett. Who are you to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Bold two, arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new. Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst helps me. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. Hole <laughs> three. The moss-covered, three-handled family grenundle. It's me, Austin. I change the questions. Oh, hell, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Mech of the World in Cleveland, Ohio. I am your dangerously, dashingly, strikingly, sexy, Ever so smooth talking, ever so amazing host Nick, and with me as always is Matt. Hello, wrestling people. How are you, Matt? I'm dandy. You're dandy. That's a great word choice. Well, I could be good, I guess, <laughs> but that's kind of weak. You're still in Booker T's line. That's what he says on WWE backstage. He goes, "I'm good." Well, I'm not Booker T, Nick. I'm not <laughs> a former. Five-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. But you can spin a Rooney. That is a fact. Matt can legitimately I, do a spin a Rooney. I can do a spin a Rooney. It's <laughs> been a while since I've done one, but in the past I have been able to pull it off. Can, can do you think you could do it now? Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> really? 
We, we might have to test this theory then, because um, I do we, believe cameras exist in 2019, and so does social media. So I would love to see you do a good old-fashioned spin-a-rooney, as I'm sure the listeners would love to see you do a spin-a-rooney as well. I could still do one, Nick, and <laughs> one of these things, I will do it, we'll record it, it'll go on the Twitter, it'll go on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, MySpace, it don't matter. Bring it up. We don't have those last three services. We don't use Instagram, Snapchat, or MySpace. We do, however, have a Gmail, and the email for that is prolesslingpod at gmail.com. Once again, prolesslingpod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook, Matt, facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Once again, facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. The Twitter is at prowpodcast. Once again, at prowpodcast. Did you know we also have a website, too? It's called prowrestlingpod.blogspot.com. Once again, prowrestlingpod.blogspot.com. And what kind of information can we find on there? Oh, man, we have blog posts from our own Andre Stafford, a brand new member of the PWP family. He writes the blogs every single week. Matt says hi. You can follow him at underscore Andre Stafford underscore. Also, we have episodes of the podcast, which I believe is pretty nifty if you ask me. And also we have interviews, every single interview we have done, um, and lots more. I freaking love the website. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. And did you know, Matt, we are available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on Anchor? Actually, I did because you say that every two weeks, but, you know. <laughs> You're just like, whatever. Whatever. Um, but, yeah. What anyway, else? as you can tell, I am feeling 1,000% better than what I did two weeks ago. Um, no, I feel I bad because wanna... you sounded terrible on that podcast. Oh, like, you're man, all did sniffling. I I just kept picturing you with, like, a red nose and just snot coming out of it. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was probably the most miserable I have felt, not just doing a podcast, but probably just sick in general. I, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. I felt totally fine, and then I woke up one day, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, no warning sign. Because, like, normally, like, before you get fully sick, like, you might have, like, a bad cough or a runny nose. I had nothing. And then the very next day, everything just hit me. If you would have told me, hey, I'm too sick to do this, I could have adjusted my schedule and I could have done it. You know what? It's it's fine, you know, because I am the all-star of our squad. I am the true MVP of everything PWP. Ooh, that should be a saying. I like that. Wow. The MVP of PWP. I like that. Can we put that in a shirt? we got to get a shirt guy. I think we need a shirt guy. You don't have a shirt guy? I don't have a shirt guy. Do you have a shirt guy? Of course I have a shirt guy. You don't. Yeah, his name is Walmart. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I am feeling 1,000% better. Thank God I have my voice back. I am not sick at all. I feel as healthy as a fox, which is great. And also, to even make matters a little bit better, you know what I'm doing you know what my New Year's resolution is, Matt? We're getting towards that time, towards the New Year, right? And people have resolutions and everything. You want to know what mine is? What's your New Year's resolution? I have, and I don't even know if I told you this off air, but I'm going to tell you. I am going vegetarian. That is my resolution. What? I am going vegetarian. There's no way. the meats. You don't think I can do it? No. 
I am going to prove you wrong then because I know I can do it. I don't even eat cheeseburgers anymore. I eat veggie burgers. So I'm already in the right step. I just don't know, <laughs> Nick. This is going to be tough. <laughs> now, with that being said, this Sunday I am going with my father to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Jets and the Raiders play. So I'll probably be eating a lot of chicken. <laughs> I, and I will say this much, okay? We have this staple here in Cleveland. It is called Mr. Heroes. And I ate there last night for dinner. And it is, it's it's a sub place. But it's probably the most greasiest subs of all time. But they are delicious. And fun fact for you, WWE's own, The Miz, his dad actually owns Mr. Heroes. Fun fact for you, I've been inside that Mr. Heroes. The original Mr. Heroes. No, the one that Mrs. Dad owns. Oh, you're saying, okay, the one in, in Parma, is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the yeah. Parm. Uh, the Parm. It's not called the Parm. Will you give it up? Um, <laughs> yeah, and I met the Mrs. Dad at WrestleMania, and it was a little awkward. But nevertheless, I am staring down... This Roman burger that I ordered, which a Roman burger is essentially, it's like, it, all their food is made fresh. It's its like this, like a slim beef patty with like chopped onions on it, uh, cheese, mushrooms. It is the most delicious thing ever. And you get that with waffle fries and a cup of warm cheese and you're in heaven. I ate that thing. I felt so bad, but yet so good at the same time. So do you really think you can be a vegetarian? It's moments like that that make me question it, but I am fully committed to this. I've actually been thinking about this for a while, and I, I'm ready. I think I can do it. You know, I feel good. I've been working out. I've been changing up my lifestyle a little bit, so I think I'm ready to do it. I think I can. You know, once you go vegetarian, if you ever decide to eat a piece of meat, you know what's going to happen, right? I'm going to have to poop. It's going to run right <laughs> through you. Now, I actually work with someone who intermittently goes vegetarian because um, he's in the he's a health nut. You know, he's health and fitness, this and that. And I told him, I asked him, I said, what is the one thing to expect? I've been eating meat for 28 years. What is the one thing I can expect? And he said that first week or so is probably going to be the worst because I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to like poop a lot or something. He's like, no. He said, if anything, your stomach is going to kill you. It is going to hurt a lot. Yeah, because you're not getting all that protein. Yeah. So he's like, but it, it's it's like, you know how smoking has like that three-day hump or whatever? It's the same kind of thing. Just he's like, once you get past that week, though, you're golden. Like you you will be fine if you can get through that first week. Well, can I announce my New Year's resolution? Oh, go ahead. My New Year's resolution is to eat as much meat in front of you <laughs> as humanly possible. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> um, and, and you know what's funny? Um, someone, <laughs> someone I work with told me, once I told him I was going to go vegetarian, he said that the very first day I walk into work as a vegetarian, he is going to cook up a porterhouse and throw it right on my desk. Wow. <laughs> that would be epic. Great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, also, Matt, 
this is something else I haven't talked to you about, but I'm going to announce it on air anyway because I'm looking at the schedule, and that sounds about right date-wise. December 20th, 2019. Let's talk about December, 29, December 20th, 2019, as I can't say it. That is going to be our annual PWP year-end award show. It is the last PWP show of the year. And what better way to spend your week before Christmas than with your two favorite people in the whole wide world? Are you ready for it? I can't believe 2019 is already just about gone, by the way. I'm still trying to figure out who everyone's two favorite people are. <laughs> oh, I got Although, me and Rebecca. Okay. Well, you know I, I didn't know I was doing a show with her. You're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> now, I will keep in mind, we're going to keep an asterisk by that, though, because that is subject to change. Um, and the reason why I say that is because around that time, it's you know a little bit later than the 20th. Or actually, I guess technically by the time it airs, it'd be the 22nd. But around that time, we're going to have a new addition to the family. And I... I'm, we're going to have to play it by ear, and that would be, Matt, you will be having your very first child, a baby boy. And yes, I will. It, it's and going, so it's, it's going to affect some things, but in terms of the actual date, we're looking at December 22nd. I said the 20th, but it'll go live the 22nd. December 22nd will be a year-end show, provided everything plays out the way I'm hoping it does. And Nick, I gotta tell you, when Lil Bentley is born, he's gonna be a car seat riding, oh fast gosh. crawling, bottle That's stealing, cute. wheeling, dealing, son of a gun! Woo! How long did it take you to come up with that? Maybe a day or two. <laughs> At least you're honest. The nature oh, baby. Boy. The nature. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like a little. Oh, boy. Anyway, so December 22nd will be a year-end award show. Again, subject to change. Um, we're probably going to have the same categories as what we did last year. I'm sure maybe we'll change it up a little bit. Who knows? Uh, we'll let you guys know as it gets closer. But I just want to give you guys the heads up of just some things that are cooking for us, so to speak. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about. We have Survivor Series is this weekend as... The date will imply – well, this will probably go up, I'm thinking, uh, tonight or tomorrow, that being Friday or Saturday, so you can get your Survivor Series kick in a little bit early before the show starts. A familiar face, I guess, returned to WWE. Um, I don't – it doesn't really seem like he's a big name or anything, but I will, we'll get into that. A NXT star officially quit WWE, which shouldn't come as no surprise to anybody. We are going to review a match that happened a couple weeks ago that we kind of missed because of the podcast dates, which blew my mind. We'll get into that. A woman, or I'm sorry, a knockout from, do they still call them knockouts? I don't know if they still do. Uh, you know what, to be honest, I don't really keep up with a whole lot. We'll I, know the, I know the champion, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I know the championship belt is still called the knockouts title, so Okay, I so guess. we'll go by knockouts. A knockout got an opportunity at the Impact Heavyweight Championship. I want to hear your thoughts on that. 
and a huge wrestling fu- uh, figure got fired from a promotion. Um, however, we got to talk about the 24-7 championship. Matt. Matt. Yeah, what? What is the update? All right, Nick. Give Here's me that 24-7 news. Our truth um, Well, to back things up, because I'm not sure if we talked about this or not, but the Singh brothers were kind of involved with the belt for a little bit there. Uh, R-Truth, of course, won it for 20-some-odd time. Um, <laughs> he actually lost it to Mike. And who is Mike? Exactly. <laughs> He's a backstage personnel guy. Uh, I, I like a, see they gave his official title. I can't. I don't know what it what they said it was. But he's like a behind the scenes guy, and it, it was just bizarre. Our truth <laughs> was talking. He was being interviewed. And he started hearing the group of wrestlers, like, chasing after him. So he quickly wrapped up the interview, turned around, went to run away, and smacked up against a wall, fell down on the ground. And uh, it cuts to, like, the the behind-the-scenes guys. They're all sitting around at, like, a, a table. Like looking at the at everything going on, they're like, "Aren't you you okay? What's going on?" The one guy all of a sudden stands up and he starts yelling. I think for John Cone, and he runs over there, covers him, and gets a the belt. Now, I just looked it up. His name, and forgive me if I mispronounce his last name. His name is Michael Giacco, and according to Wikipedia, he is WWE's senior account manager. The title change was shown on WWE's website and social media accounts. Now, what was his title again? Uh, WWE's Senior Account Manager. That sounds like a very generic title. I don't know what a senior account manager does. I mean, at first I thought you said accountant, but account manager almost sounds like social media account manager. Yeah, I I I don't know. Um, now, also, one other thing, to put his R-Truth's uh, awesomeness in perspective, he has 23 reigns, okay? The person, behind him, the person behind him in number of reigns is Drake Maverick with six. Yeah, and there's quite a difference in <laughs> title reigns there between the first place guy and the second place guy. The combined days... Of being a champion, our truth it, it doesn't even have an official number. It's 100 plus. They don't even know anymore. Like they just kind of just like gave up. With Drake Maverick, it's 23. So at, at some point, do you think that they just move on from our truth, or is this like a title made up just deliberately for our truth? At this point, it's like the belt is made for our truth. <laughs> It's, it's wild. I, I love it, though. I say it every week. I'll say it again. I, it's a comedy belt. You, you're not supposed to take it seriously, which they don't. I mean... And of course, R-Truth did later on pin Mike to regain the title for, what did you say, the 23rd time? 23rd, yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Nick, I, I'm not happy. You're not? No. 
I think I'm officially off the 24-7 bandwagon. Really? Like, this is my stop. (laughs) This is my stop. (laughs) I mean, all right, this week on (laughs) Raw, SmackDown, NXT, there's been, like, this invasion going on. Oh, we'll get to that. Right, everyone's, like, jumping to whatever show, beating up people. They had the perfect opportunity to have, like, a NXT guy jump R-Truth and pin him and take the belt over to the NXT brand. Yeah, I agree. I, I fully agree. Or, or they could have even had someone from SmackDown come to Raw, pin R-Truth, take the belt over to SmackDown for a little bit. Yeah, it, it does annoy me that they said, when Mick Foley unveiled the title originally, he said, oh, it, it would be defended on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. Why hasn't it, though? You know, I mean, it's it's such a big missed opportunity to create something even more entertaining than what you've already done. And I just feel like they kind of gotten lazy, like with all the chase scenes running around the the ring. Like, I mean, it's it's all starting to get to the point to where it's like, OK, we've seen the same show over and over. Like, give me something a little bit more fresh than that. Okay, and here's another scenario that they dropped the ball on. They kept doing these things where the Singh brothers, they would run into Eric Rowan. And even though one of them were the 24-7 champion, Eric Rowan never tried pinning them for the belt. I mean, he's Eric Rowan. He could easily squash them. I don't understand that. And then win the title, and he'd be like the first legitimate tough guy i mean who's gonna step up to the plate then right yeah i i fully agree with you i mean i really do they i mean elias had it i'm not saying elias is you know the strongest guy but for i think a brief minute people would think elias was like a legitimate contender you know what i mean but i i don't i don't i don't get it but okay, anyway, and here's here's one last scenario that they could have done. Okay. Earlier you mentioned Drake Maverick. Yeah. And before I get into the scenario, I do gotta credit uh, a guy I work with, Steve. Of course. Um, Steve for to for anyone obviously no one's gonna know who Steve is. Steve is the one of the biggest wrestling nerds I've ever met in my life. The guy probably dreams about it in his sleep. Um, and more power to him. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying that's, you know, who he is. But anyway. But anyways, he's someone I work with, and he works in another department for me. But occasionally we run into each other at work, and we'll stop and have a quick conversation about wrestling. And he actually brought up this scenario, and I thought it was such a good one. I figured I'd share it with you guys. So earlier you had mentioned Drake Maverick being the second most person winning the title. Right. He said, why not put the belt back on him? But this time, have AOP backing him up. Oh, I like that. Because if you remember, he managed AOP for a while. So put them back together. And then it's like, you got AOP who's going to beat up anybody that steps up to the plate 
Meanwhile, you got Drake Maverick. He can be in the background with the belt around his waist going, look at me. I'm the best champion. No one can beat me. I like that a lot. It, it would put so much heat on him. Yeah, it would. It absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, there's a lot of fun stuff they can do. and Instead, they just resort to the same dog and pony show we've seen a million times over. Um, hopefully that gets better. You know, hopefully it improves. I'm, I'm not one to... to bring up the negativity in wrestling. I'm one for the positive stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I want to get your opinion on something, Matt. Switching gears now. We, we're we going to talk about a wrestling show we I don't think we've ever talked about, and that's the NWA. Okay? Uh-oh. The NWA has a I, show called I like Power. the NWA. You know, they got some good songs out there. Um, name, name one Lo- NWA song. Go California on. Love. Or what's that, Tupac? Oh, my God. Anyway, you just proved my point inadvertently. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Word, dog. Stop. Just, 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 I, I apologize. I really do. Um. Anyway, the NWA, NWA. As, in, as in the National Wrestling Alliance. NWA, they have this, Matt with attitude. They have this show. <laughs> it's called Power, and they spelled Power with like four R's at the end of it. It's really weird. Um, anyway, NWA power, it airs on YouTube as well as I believe Twitch. They do, they go the online route, which is whatever. But anyway, they had as a commentator, Jim Cornette. Everyone loves Jim Cornette. Who doesn't like Jim Cornette? Well, a lot of people don't, but me personally, I love Jim Cornette. I've never had a problem with him. He, he's raunchy. He's outspoken. I, that's fine. I don't care. Now, Corny, as they call him, had this to say about former WWE tag team champion Trevor Murdoch, who I didn't even realize was still wrestling, but I digress. This was his exact quote. Quote, Trevor Murdoch, he's mad, bad, and dangerous. He's the only man I've ever known that could strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Now, the general outrage over that is, and I'm not one for stereotypes, but this is what it is, is that African-Americans love to eat chicken, and Ethiopians tend to starve. And that is why Cornette is saying he's the only one I know who'd be crazy enough to do that. That is the, the line in question, so to speak. And NWA announced through... Uh, a press release saying, quote, effective immediately, Jim Cornette has resigned from the National Wrestling Alliance. As an announcer on the no- November 19th edition of NWA Power, Jim made remarks during a singles match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch that are both offensive and do not meet the high standards, high standards of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. To ensure that such an error can never happen again, we've established new procedures of review for all NWA program going forward. We sincerely regret our failure in this regard, end quote. Now, a couple of things. The main thing is that this show was taped, okay? You, so you mean to tell me no one caught that when they were doing their edits to where they edited out that line or said, yo... Cornette said something he probably shouldn't have. No one threw up a red flag at that? Now, uh, Apparently not. Now, my question to you, we'll start with the obvious one. 
Do you think that was offensive? And do you think that warrants Jim Cornette to be out of the NWA? Uh, offensive, yeah. Uh, does it warrant him having to resign? Probably not. I mean, maybe a suspension without pay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I agree. I'm usually when it comes to stuff like this, usually I say, oh, they, they should be, they should be out. The problem is, in my opinion, is that look, and I don't want to be that guy, and I'm not trying to justify what Cornette said because it was offensive, but. It's not like the NWA is on WWE's level. You know what I mean? It's. I think it's something that you're right. They should have just suspend him without pay. You know, and, and make him apologize again, too. Right, and then if it happened again, even after all of that, he says something else ridiculous, then yeah, cut ties with him. But if it's an isolated incident, do you really need to part ways with him? Like you said, if it's an isolated incident. It's not like he's going on there every week and making racial slurs and jokes. And it's a one thing: make him apologize, suspend him, do it without pay, and be done with it. There's a lot of different steps they could have taken to prevent this from happening. That really, I think the NWA is at fault as well. I mean, yeah, Cornette never should have said it, but if it's taint. And they make edits to the show. Then it's also on the editing team, whoever that may be. I mean, if they're going to make Cornette resign, are they going to get any type of punishment handed to them? They should. 100% they should. They should. Absolutely. Because they could have just cut that. And, and when he said that, not- when he said that, I don't know if it was during a match or whatever. But even for that split second, it was like dead air. Who cares? Well, it was during a match because I did see the clip on YouTube. But I'm, I'm, and I apologize. I am eating a bag of cheese. It's I'm starving for whatever reason. I just ate dinner not too long ago, and yeah, I'm still starving. But are vegetarians allowed to eat that? Eat what? Cheese? It's yeah. Vegetarians can. Vegans can't because of the cheese. So you're just vegetarian, you're not going vegan. No, I could never go vegan. Vegan would be too tough. Vegan made a half ass it. Yeah, well, I mean it's not half assing it. People go vegetarian. Anyways, back to Cornette. <laughs> we're we're never gonna stop arguing if we keep going. But um yeah, so Cornette, he's out of the NWA. Um moving right along, and we're we're gonna give you guys a little dose of everything. Let's talk about a very different scenario being played out over at Impact. Now, I do not keep up with Impact. You keep up with at least a little bit, and that's way more than what I do. And that is, I'm going to refer to this person as a knockout. I'm assuming they are. Knockout Tessa Blanchard apparently received an opportunity to fight for the Impact Championship or Impact Heavyweight Championship, whatever they, they call it down in Tennessee. So fill me in on this. How, how did this all play out and what's going on? Well, right now the current TNA world heavyweight champion is Sammy Calhoun. Okay. All right. And I remember him from NXT years ago. Okay. Well, actually Tessa Blanchard used to be in NXT for 
a little bit. She had, like, she was in it for a hot minute. I, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she had me like three matches or something like that. Yeah. But um, anyways, this goes back to uh, I want to say it was Scarlet Bodox or Scarlet Car- Bordeaux. Yeah, I believe she had something going on against Ove. Who is Sammy Calhoun's like buddies, his okay. group? Okay, so Tessa Blanchard actually kind of helped her out with that one. And then later on, uh, they did some kind of mixed match challenge kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I guess she was paired up with Sammy Calhoun. They actually won it together. Awesome. The difference is, uh, the men can face the women in these matches. Right. Which is something I kind of like. I do, too. You, you go to, like, an independent show, you see that all the time. Women Shout wrestling out to Mega Championship Wrestling. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Caribbean chocolate, Nick. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. It's, what's up? Caribbean chocolate. Obviously. Jocelyn Navarro, shout out to her. Which you can actually find that interview on ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. Now, Bing! <laughs> I know, I, I do love that concept. But anyway, so Mix Match Challenge style. Okay, yeah, so they actually won the whole thing. And then I'm not sure what happened after that. I know they had, like, a couple matches or something. And eventually, Sam Calhoun won the championship from Brian Cage. Okay. So fast forward to now, they're in this feud with each other. And... She actually has an opportunity now to face Sammy Calhoun for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. What I want to know from you is, is this like a direct response to the women's revolution going on in WWE? Do you think they're trying to get a women's world champion before any other promotion? I want, okay. Um, My main thought is, I think... Impact right now, as it stands, they're kind of in a position to where they can do stuff like this, and I don't want to say get away with it, but it's going to go a little bit more unnoticed for them, unfortunately, because they're on a TV station that doesn't have as much distribution. But with that being said, I think that it's not necessarily a direct response towards the women's revolution, but more so them trying to set a new precedent for the wrestling world. This has never happened before, at least in my knowledge, a woman winning a world heavyweight championship. I, I don't think it's happened. Um, if it has, it probably happened in like some kind of independent organization. Like when you say it's never happened before, I'm assuming you mean like in a nationally like on a national known televised program. setting, right? Like I'm sure it's happened on like indies or you know something like that. But I, in terms of a nationally recognized television show, I don't think it's ever happened. Um, I think the closest we ever really got was China winning the Intercontinental Championship. I think that was probably the closest we got. I I like it because it's different. Um, however, I will say this, I think Impact needs to play this correctly for it to go over well, <laughs> because it's it's one of those things to where you're going to have a lot of people questioning why this is happening. If the women have their championship, 
well, won't this set the women back or or what will will this tarnish the women's title because a woman's not going after it. Now she's going after a men's title. So there's going to be a lot of questions. And I think Impact is in that position to where they really do need to play their cards correctly for it. Not saying it can't be done. It can. But you have to get really creative, which you know could even be fun for them. Well, the thing is, it's always been world heavyweight champion. And women are, you know, they... There are a good amount of women in the world. So why can't they challenge for a world title? Well, because, and I think it it depends on the phrasing and the actual name of the title, because if the word heavyweight's in there, a woman's not a heavyweight. And uh, I think... I, I want to go that far, dude. Oh, I would absolutely go that far. Women, so, so a heavyweight Jax is defined is as someone that weighs... What's that? So Nia Jax isn't considered a heavyweight? No, that's not, you're totally misreading my point. Is Tessa Blanchard the same weight as a Nia Jax or a Nyla Rose? No, she's not. She's not a heavyweight. That's what I'm saying. If Nyla Rose or, or Nia Jax hypothetically went after the title, it would make sense. I'm not body shaming them or anything. I'm pointing out the fact that they are in the legitimate weight range for a heavyweight championship. It's the same concept with the UFC. You don't see a guy who's 150 pounds challenging for the UFC heavyweight championship. And there's a reason for that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not again, in no means am I body shaming Nyla Rose or Nia Jax. I love both of those women. They're phenomenal in the ring. You, it's just, it's a hard precedent. And this is what I was getting at was that you have to play it the right way. If you're impact. All right. Well, what about this? Ray Mysterio. He's a smaller guy. But he can challenge for a world title. Yeah, and I, I will I see I understand your point, and honestly I agree with that. Look, in my opinion, I love Ray to death. He was he's not a heavyweight, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's to me it. I just I don't know. I feel if you attach the word heavyweight to a championship, then the contenders need to be a heavyweight. And maybe that's me being old school, but it's I don't know. That's just my opinion about it. Like, I mean, you, I'm you don't a- see Brock going for the cruiserweight title. See, I'm on Rey Mysterio's uh, Wikipedia page right now, and under build weight, it says 175. Yeah, that's not even enough for, well, that's cruiserweight level. Exactly. Yeah. See, I understand what you're saying by world heavyweight champion, but what if it's just, and I'm not sure exactly the name of the belt, I don't know if it's Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Or if it's the Impact World Championship. So right. if it's if it's the World Championship, you have no problem with it. Absolutely. It, it actually is called the Impact World Championship, according to Wikipedia. So there is no heavyweight in the, the name. So with that new information, you have no problem with her challenging for it? Nope, none at all. Go right ahead. And, and, and Oh, go ahead. Do you think it's smart for Impact to put a woman in this position to challenge for a world title knowing that it's never really been done before i think it's smart um you know because like you said it's never been done before um and impact kind of needs to stick out especially right now with wwe aew you know they 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 don't want to be that third child that's kind of just there like they need to do something different will it attract more viewers i don't know i mean that I don't know. We'll have to see. 
Um, I, I know I'm asking a lot of questions here. I know I'm asking a lot of questions here, but if she's able to win the belt, mm-hmm. would you say that the knockouts have passed the female talent that the WWE has? Um, see, I don't know because I don't watch Impact enough to really make that assumption. You know what I mean? Um. That's fair. You don't I, I, want to base it off of just one person. No, you you can. That would that would be ridiculous. Like if I watch, I would have to watch Impact maybe for like a good month to really get the gist of everything. I've been wanting to watch Impact for a while. I really dig Rosemary. Um, I love the look. I I've seen some of her promos. And I'm like, this is phenomenal in my opinion. Like that's a new level of awesomeness I can appreciate. Um. So, I don't know, maybe I should start watching Impact. I guess now would be a good time to do so. But, and again, we're imagine? Going... Could you imagine if, like, Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair challenged and won, like, the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship? Well, here's the thing. People would not want to see Charlotte winning it because she's already won the Women's Championship so much. If Becky did it, the internet would explode. They would literally lose their heads. I think that she would break the internet. She would. I, I think she would break the internet very, very much. Now, like I said, we're giving you guys a little taste of everything. I want to move on to Kenny Omega versus John Moxley from AEW Full Gear. Um, we're already 40 minutes in. I don't know where the heck the time went. Um, so... Let's do a little quick recap of this match, shall we? Uh, again, this was from Full Gear, November 9th. So it was a while back, but I, I still want to get into this. Now, these two guys, they've had a rivalry going back to double or nothing when Moxley debuted for the company, doing a paradigm shift on Kenny Omega on a stack of chips because they're in Vegas, so why not? And that's that planted the seeds for this match at Full Gear. Omega's not known to be a hardcore wrestler, but Moxley sure as heck is. Uh, See his pre-WWE stuff. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And these guys put on a barbaric match. I love hardcore wrestling, and I think this is borderline perfect of a hardcore match. It wasn't overly hardcore. It told a great story in the ring. Um, They did a lot of cool spots. I don't want to give away too much because I know you want to dig in as well. But I think overall, this could be one of my favorite hardcore matches I've seen in a long time. They did so much different things. Like that board that Kenny Omega brought out with the mouse traps on it. I've never seen that before. That was awesome. That was great. If there was ever such a moment, the chant, this is awesome, that would be it. I'm... Pretty sure they, because it's an AEW crowd, I'm pretty sure they chanted holy something that we will be not repeating on this show. Holy it. Yes, holy spit is what they're chanting. Not literally the word spit. That would be a little weird if they did, but you you catch my joke. Speaking of, like, profanity, did you catch it when Moxley said the F word right into the camera? I didn't, but it wouldn't surprise me, given his attitude. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I did. I remember watching it live, actually. It was after the match, correct? It was during the match. Oh, I thought it was after the match. Okay. He was on the outside for something. And he turned around to the camera, and he said, I'm trying to remember here. Something like, you want to effing see this, or something like that. Do you oh, think but... he got reprimanded for that? 
No. Not at all. Because for a few reasons. One is it's on pay-per-view. You can cuss on pay-per-view. Uh, second, AEW is not as strict as WWE is. Like, if he said that in the WWE pay-per-view, yeah, he'd definitely be reprimanded. But it's AEW, so I don't think he really did. Um, overall, what would you give this match on a five-star rating? The Dave Meltzer five-star rating, what would you give this? Oh, a five. Oh, absolutely. Would you, you know, say Moxley's, like, tearing apart the ring mat and, like, giving him a power driver on it and... Would you say it's one of the best hardcore matches of all time? It ranks up there. I would I would venture to say. I got a couple favorites. Maybe there'll be a possible future video or um, podcast episode, me running down my favorite hardcore matches. But this would definitely or, be Or maybe included. it's something that maybe it's something that Andre could do. Oh, shout out to Andre Stafford. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Andre Stafford underscore. Anyway, let's switch gears for a little bit. And let's go back to WWE, because we got a couple stories. This one, I don't want to spend too much time on. I'm kind of glad it's it's done and over with. And that is NXT superstar Jordan Miles. He has officially quit the company. Now, Matt, are you yeah, there? I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. So, WWE came out with a shirt that resembled blackface with the word words Jordan Miles on it. However, Jordan Miles took to Twitter like a grown man does in 2019 and left diatribe after diatribe, bashing the shirt, and it eventually got to the point to where he announced on a Twitter video that he has quit WWE. Uh, the video was filled with tons of profanity. Um, I say good riddance. I say leave at this point. I understand that the shirt was inappropriate, However, WWE offered to work with you on it, and instead of trying to better the shirt so you can get more money in your pocket, you decide that you are going to constantly berate the company you work for on Twitter and keep going nonstop and then decide to leave the company. I feel like I felt bad for him in the beginning, but I, it, it was the ultimate troll move, and I, I hate saying this, but it's true. I'm glad he's gone. Well, I just want to point out that he didn't ask for his release. He just straight up quit. Yep. Um, I know you didn't want to dive too much into this, and I'm afraid it might turn into that. <laughs> because I have a hot take for you, Nick. Oh, do it. The t-shirt, not racist. Okay. Because I looked at it, and my first thought was, okay, it's an... It's a wrestling shirt. It has the guy's name, and I don't see a problem with it. And the way I know it's not racist is because I actually had to look up why that shirt was racist. If I have to research on why something is racist, I don't think it's that racist. But that's just you not knowing that it's racist. That doesn't mean it's not racist. I I'm glad you said that, because... <laughs> Then I'm like, well, is it just because I'm a wrestling fan and I know what to expect from a wrestling shirt? So then I went to my wife, Tiffany, who is not a wrestling fan. She doesn't watch it. Okay. I I, I just threw a text message. I texted her a picture of the shirt. I go, hey, I this is for the podcast. I want to know. Is this shirt racist? And if so, 
Why? And hold on a second as I bring up my text messages so I can read what she said. Well, I mean, you don't need to read it verbatim or anything, but... Well, I put, I need a non-wrestling fan opinion for the podcast. Is this shirt racist? And if so, why? She put, how is it? I responded, blackface. The red is the lips and the white is the teeth. She goes, oh, didn't even think that way. But we do live in a world with sensitive Fs. Okay, here, but here's the problem with that, okay? And I want you to answer this honestly. Is your wife African-American? No, she is white. So how can she justify this being not being racist if she's not African-American? Look, if someone uh, was to come up to me and say or have a shirt that implied that white people are fat slobs or, or whatever, I'm going to take offense to that. Well, I knew you would bring that up. So I'm like, I really wish I had a black person's opinion on this. Unfortunately for me, <laughs> and not because I'm a racist, I just don't really have any black friends. No, you, you don't. And, and you, you're not. You Look, as much as we're going back and forth, I know that, A, you're not a racist, and B... It's, it's a perspective thing, and it's it's something that stirred the pot, so to speak. You know what I mean? I just really wish I had, like, a black person's opinion. Like, I work with a couple of them, and <laughs> like I said, I don't really know them that well. Yeah, so, so I don't want to be hard like, to go up to them and say, hey, is this blackface? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go up to them and be like, hey, you're black. Is this offensive? <laughs> yeah. So either way, are are you just kind of like me though? Are you just glad this whole situation's like for the most part done? Because it just seemed like it was everywhere nonstop. At the very least, can we agree with that? I think if anything, I'm more dumbfounded over this because like I truly don't believe the shirt is racist. I'm I mean, you know, I mean you. Just because you don't take offense or you don't understand it doesn't mean others don't. Look, do we live in a society where people are overly sensitive? I fully agree with that. But at the same time, you can't put out a shirt. Like, let me ask you a question. What What do you think would, and I already know your answer, but what is more offensive? This whole blackface scenario or what Jim Cornette said on NWA Power? I'm going to have to go with Jim Cornette. Just because earlier I said it is racist and you probably should be suspended. Okay, so just because you understand that scenario and you don't understand the other one doesn't mean one is racist and one's not. One, Cornette should have legitimately got fired, which, well, I shouldn't say fired, suspended at the very least. Here with Jordan Miles, I just feel like he, he, he really should have just shut up and worked with WWE. If you found that shirt offensive, hell... Even take that out of it. If you thought you just didn't like the shirt, period, even if you thought it was an ugly design, you go to WWE and you handle it like an adult. You don't bash them on Twitter because that's not going to solve anything. That I agree with. It's just going to annoy people to no end. At the very least, that's what you're doing. Well, look, it's just my opinion. I don't find it racist. Even when someone had said it resembles blackface, I still had to look at it for a good minute before I'm like, oh, I can kind of see it now. Now, I have some slight breaking news, Matt. Okay. WWE. First. Ooh, that's nice. 
WWE has unveiled a new look for the Intercontinental Championship. Really? This is airing right now on SmackDown Live, and this is what I love about doing the podcast on a Friday night. And it kind of resembles the AEW Championship a little bit, so I don't know if they're pulling our leg or not. But it's a gorgeous-looking title. I'll give them that. I like. I, I don't know if I like it better than the white strap, though. The white strap is pretty slick. So See, I'm not and... a fan of the white strap. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, I... I know it's a throwback to the like the 90s style championship, but I think it's been around long enough. I, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, that's fair. I just think it adds prestige, but um, a lot of people are really digging the title, which I think says a lot. W, yeah, it, it looks like a nice title. Check on WWE.com. Might as well give that plug in. Anyway, let's talk a little bit more about WWE, Matt. And a familiar face has returned to WWE. I Well, I shouldn't say to WWE because I'm sure people will bash me for that. He sort of returned to WWE and, and that he is now a Fox employee for the show WWE Backstage. He's going to be acting as a correspondent from time to time. And that is, oh man, what is this guy's name? Oh yeah, CM Punk. You said it wrong. I did. You're supposed to go, what is his name? Then you go, CM Punk. CM oh, Punk. Punk. Yeah, because you know, the crowd chanting, apparently Punk heard the chance at least a little bit enough to want to be back in the WWE bubble to some extent. Now, what was he deaf? I mean, people were chanting that like every single week <laughs> yeah. for how many years? It's like, where the hell were you? They've been chanting for you for a while. Someone made a joke on Twitter and I, I just about lost it. They said something to the effect of um, CM Punk didn't take his ball and go home. Sam Punk just went to the store to look for WWE ice cream bars, and he finally just gave up after six years. Oh, wow. But, <laughs> but anyway, yes. So former WWE champion, one of the longest reigns in the modern history of the company, CM Punk, the best in the world, has sort of returned to WWE. Again, um, he is a correspondent for Fox for the show WWE Backstage, which airs Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. And... First off, this was a move that shocked me, and I, because we heard rumblings that Punk could be on the show. Um, he kind of shot it down a lot, saying, "Oh, I haven't really heard from Fox," so people kind of just let it die. Then I wake up on a Wednesday with a text from you saying "CM Punk" in all caps, and from that point, I knew he was on WWE backstage. And he officially made his return to the WWE in some capacity. Um, now, first off, what are your what's your take on CM Punk? Well, did you watch the video of his return? Um, yeah, where he closed out the episode of WWE backstage where he's on it for like two minutes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I I, I did. Okay, now I don't know if you noticed this or maybe I'm just kind of crazy in this but i i don't really think that the people on that show want him there because when renee young introduced him like she's all going yeah cm punk woo. 
<laughs> I love your Renee impression. <laughs> Everyone else, though, they're like, oh, oh, okay. Like, hardly any reaction went behind it. There's and a reason the, for that. Then towards the end, finally, Paige kind of, or was it Paige? I can't remember. She was on it. She was on it. Okay, well, she was starting to cheer for him. It okay. was like those were the only two who were really selling it. There's a slight reason for that. A slight reason. And that is uh, first and what's going um, uh Poor connection again. I don't know what's going on with our connection tonight. But anyway, so, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with it. But anyway, so no one knew on that main panel, at least, no one knew Punk was going to be there outside of Renee Young. She was the only one. Um, yeah, but even... So when you see CM Punk come out, you sell it. It's your job. No, and and I agree. I I think part of that is I I think Paige did sell it a little bit. Um, because I mean you gotta keep in mind. I don't know how well. First off, Adam Cole even knows Punk. Baby. More or less his theme song. I I don't know. I'm not saying he he knows him or not. I know. I mean both of them were on the Indies. I don't know if they ever worked together. Who knows? Um, he did start playing air guitar. He did, and he played a mean air guitar, by the way. The meanest. But now he, I know he, he didn't Jer- like cheer him or anything. And Samoa Joe and Booker T, they're just kind of like just standing there. Yeah, I, I don't know what was up with Booker. Sometimes I feel like Booker T doesn't even know where he's at. But I think Samoa Joe. I, See, I don't know. I know him and Punk are good friends. I, I wonder if Joe actually knew, but, you know, he's just not saying it. Because um, Joe just kind of had, like, this little, like, head nod kind of thing after Punk started coming out. Like, I, I don't know. It was. I will agree. It was kind of a weird response. Like, I, I don't know how to really take that. But um, outside of that, did you see his actual very first episode he was on? Actually, I did not. Okay, um, I'll, I'll give you some brief highlights while I still know them off the top of my head. Uh, he was shown, first off, he did a sit down with Renee, like a little interview kind of thing. And it, he pretty much just drove home the points that we already know. You know, he's back, but it's with Fox. Um, he's happy because he gets to critique WWE and not have to worry about getting punished and being left off of TV and all this other stuff. He said, don't get me wrong, if something's good, I'll let you know. I'll give you a pat on the back. But if it's bad, I'm also going to let you know. Which I like. You know, I think he plays that good, uh, you know, outsider perspective very well. I I think it does add a great dimension to the show overall. I think that could also kind of hurt in a little bit. Because they could have a storyline to where you need a certain reaction to further it along. And, like, if all the... If everyone else on that panel is saying the same thing, and then you got CM Punk going, nah, that, that was kind of dumb or whatever, doesn't that kind of hurt? No, I don't think so, because you have to understand, like, with WWE employees, their job really is to, and and, and this is how I feel about it, I think that they kind of tell them, like, yeah, give your opinion, but at the same time, remember, you still work for us. To whereas Punk is like, ha-ha, I don't work for you guys, so I can say how I actually feel about it. And I think people are going to look into 
the WWE panelists and expect their responses and maybe they'll enjoy what they say. But then I think the flip side to that is Hunk, he's kind of like saying what's on everybody else's mind. So I think that it's going to be a very interesting dynamic. I will say this. There were a couple times in that episode to where – and I'll, I'll give out one example. So they're going over uh, the Roman Reigns segment from SmackDown where Baron Corbin uh, uh, had a big dog mascot come out to the ring. And they had these little dog barks playing over top of Roman's theme song. It was a terrible skit. Punk said straight up, that's garbage. I don't understand how anyone can defend that. And it makes me wonder why I signed up for the show. (laughs) And then it goes to Paige to give her opinion on it. Punk immediately turns to Paige and goes, come on, Paige. What did you really think about that? And he starts to, like, antagonize her really bad. And... Paige is, like, fighting back, like, no, don't get me in trouble, don't stir the pot, and all this other stuff. First off, I think it's funny, because it, it gives punk a platform to be punk. You know, the more I think about it, how much scripted is what he's doing? No, you know what I'm saying, like, how much of it is WWE going to Fox going, look, we want CM Punk to react this way. We can't make him, but you guys can. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I've read online that WWE did, in fact, sign off on the idea of Punk being on the show. It was something Fox ran past them. So I, I think, it, it, it look, it puts Fox in a really bad position in a way. But I think at the same time, Fox knows that Punk being on the show is just going to give them ratings. So they're kind of just like, yeah. You know, we're, we're getting our money's worth out of the guy. <laughs> I haven't looked at the ratings yet, so I kind of wonder if it worked. It did. Uh, they gained, uh, percentage-wise, I don't know, but they gained 180,000 viewers for that episode. So, and I was one of them. So, they definitely did their part. Um, are you happy Punk is back in the WWE circle so to speak. Uh, or are you kind of just like, yeah, I'm over the guy. Time has passed. No, I wouldn't say that. Because I've always been a big CM Punk fan. Um, short answer, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, if you want me to expand on that, I won't be 100% happy until I see him standing in the middle of an actual WWE ring inside of an arena during, like, a Raw, SmackDown, or some kind of pay-per-view. Now, that's something else he addressed, because Renee asked him the inevitable question, will we see you compete again? And he said, you know, th- people are gonna are not going to be happy with this, but um, he said, I'm not going to say no to the idea, but there's a lot of hurdles that need to be jumped. And he said, it's going to take time, and it probably just about... His exact quote was, it's going to take about as much time as building the Great Wall of China. So, Well, see, that's kind of different from what I was saying, because I just said he had to stand inside the ring. I never said anything <laughs> about him competing. Okay, I, well, I mean, that's that's fair. You know, I guess he, I overlooked he's that, always but. He was always one of my favorites on the mic. So just seeing him in the middle of the ring inside of an arena during like a Raw or SmackDown just cutting a promo, just promoting the show. I would like it. Well, if you did want to see him in the ring, um, 
he already has a challenger lined up, and that is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins put on Twitter that he he all he put was fight me CM Punk, and they share that with Punk on WWE backstage. And Renee asked him, "What is your response?" And he says, "It's very simple, Seth. Don't tweet." He goes, um, "It's it's better to." be the fool, then open your mouth and prove everybody right. So maybe you should just delete the app from your phone and don't ever talk on Twitter again. And it, it, it got a little heated. Like, I don't know if, if him and punk are somewhat friends in real life, or if that was a shoot, I don't know. Um, I would be down for rounds and punk match any day of the week. And I'm sure they fought each other when Seth was in the shield, but which was funny because Renee brought up the shield and punk goes, Really? Those S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, Renee, who's your favorite member? <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, he, he knows how to stir the pot. So I'm glad Punk is back as well. I, I think it's it's a long time coming. Even if he doesn't wrestle again, it would be nice to see him standing in a WWE ring just one more time. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it will lead to that. Anyway. Well, the, the thing about CM Punk is, you know, it would be a dream match to see... CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. However, I think a lot of people will be disappointed, though. Why is that? He hasn't really wrestled since 2014. I mean, it's 2019 going into 2020. It wouldn't be the same same CM Punk. It's not going to be. I mean, anyone who expects the same CM Punk is an idiot. He's not going to be the same guy. Well, that's what they would expect they want to see that cm punk versus seth rollins well that, i don't I, think I don't that's necessarily the cm punk that we would get we wouldn't we would get a guy who is six years rusty on top of the fact that he has been in two mma fights and a guy who's been in in horror movies who's penned some comics it's not going to be the same cm punk you can't expect a guy away for that long to be as good as what he once was when the rock came back to have his match with john cena rock was deathly afraid that he was going to get winded in his match against john cena he had to write out his promos on his wrist because he couldn't remember them at first you're not going to get the same guy you're just not but the fact that he's in the ring should be enough for these people because this is a guy who at one point said he was never going back to wwe i mean Technically, he still isn't back with WWE, so... He's not, but, but the he, he fact found that a he's on some kind of WWE program is a step in the right direction. Yeah, it is. I mean, I can't wait for the day, like I said, to see him standing in the middle of the ring. I, I, I hope it comes soon. I do. But I well, just, I'm not holding my breath at the same time. All right, well, what about this? Survivor Series and the Raw after? It's in Chicago. Well, let's get that's a perfect segue, Matt. Let's talk about Survivor Series. You ready for a rundown? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Well, there's eight matches, and I got some stuff to say. Um, and it's obviously a brand versus brand versus brand for the first time. NXT is going to be included. Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Eight matches around the card. Okay. So. I'm not going to run down the the list because it is a god-awful long list of wrestlers on the show. We're just going to go through match by match. And we're going to start, innocently enough, with the NXT Championship on the line as Adam Cole 
Well, we can't really talk about that now that I think about it, because a lot of it depends on NXT War Games. So we can't really talk about the NXT Championship, unfortunately. So with that being said, let's remove that. There's seven matches. And let's start with The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending his Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan. Um, how are, are you excited for this? You're talking about the match or the actual show? The match. The match, I guess, but I, I think it's going to be predictable. In what way? The winner. I want to hear your pick, buddy. Let's lock it in. Lock it in. Are, are we keeping track? You want to keep track? Here. Uh, we kind of fell off the wagon for a little bit. I don't even know what the score is. So okay. I don't know if you want to start over now or wait until hey, like next year. Let's. You know what? Actually, that's a good idea. Let's start next year and keep a running tally. Okay. All right, let's let's not this one this one will not count. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bray Wyatt. He just yeah. won the belt. Yeah, highly obvious. Um, I love Daniel to death, but it, it's going to be Bray. It it just will. <laughs> I just don't see Daniel Bryan winning. Now next up we have a champion versus champion versus champion triple threat match. AJ Styles, your United States champion, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura for the intercontinental. Well. Not for the Intercontinental Champion. He is the Intercontinental Champion. Versus Roderick Strong, the North American Champion of NXT. This will steal the show, in my opinion. Hands down, steal the show. Um, I like all three guys. I think Roderick Strong is criminally underrated in NXT. Shinsuke Nakamura is an amazing athlete who I feel has been very held back by WWE. And AJ Styles is AJ freaking Styles. That being said, I kind of think Roderick Strong is going to do the upset and win this match. Wow, I thought I was going to have a hot take and say Roderick Strong, but uh, <laughs> you kind of beat me to it there, buddy. I, I didn't think you were going to choose Roderick Strong, so <laughs> here we are. I figure if I choose an NXT guy, this is the match to do it in. It absolutely is. Um, look... I love AJ. I, I I love the OC, actually. I'm not a huge Shinsuke fan. I, I don't know if I like his pairing with Sami Zayn. I, I've been up and down on it. As for Roderick Strong, I think that NXT has to win at least one match, you know? And I feel like if they were, this would be that match. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> I, I said if NXT was to win one match, this is their one match they would win. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the same thing I already said. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Team Raw, let's move right wrong, along. But before we move along, though, even though we both say that if they were to win one match, that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. I-, I do think, though, with this being the first year that NXT is involved in Survivor Series, I have a feeling they're going to walk away with more than their fair share of victories. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, let's, let's hear your takes as... As the card progresses, maybe uh, there will be another match you might... Now watch, I'm going to pick all Raw and SmackDown guys to win. (laughs) Team Raw, which is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, which is Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G, which is a god-awful name, versus Team NXT. Now this is TBA. Again, we go by Wikipedia. I thought they announced Team NXT. Did they not? See, I don't know. I don't watch NXT. You don't have to watch NXT to, to get that because they run down the cards on all of the shows. But I thought 
Maybe they didn't. I could have sworn they did. But anyway, they did. They definitely did, now that I'm thinking about it, because they they announced four of the five NXT uh, uh, superstars that will be in it. And all these say TBD. But I know Adam Cole actually picked the team for uh, Team NXT. And I know for a fact Adam Cole is on that team. Um, they announced four of the five spots. A lot of people are really wondering who that fifth guy is for NXT. Um, Velveteen Dream could be a name because he has been injured. Uh, depends on how well his injury has recovered. Uh, another name floating around for Team NXT, and I want to get your opinion, is Triple H. I've heard that rumor, too. There's a lot of people pushing for him to be on it. And he's pushing back. I actually think it makes sense. I mean, I think so. he, he's pushing this whole NXT takeover thing. He's like the face of it right now. I mean, right now, we're on SmackDown. They have no authority figure. I mean, Triple H is... I mean, I know he's not the actual authority, the on-screen authority figure. I know that's William Regal. But he's kind of like acting he's in charge of NXT. He's the guy that's running the show, the ship, whatever. You might as well just have him in the match. Okay. Now, I I know, again, the list says TBA on here. I know they announced it. I just, for whatever reason, can't find it. But anyway, regardless, and I know NXT is kind of out of the equation, do you feel Team Raw would win or Team SmackDown, if that's the case? Uh... See, you add NXT to this match, it just throws everything off. It's kind of a curveball because we don't know those names. It seems like every year they have Raw win, so I'm going to go with Team Raw. Team Raw does have Randy Orton on, and Randy Orton is like the He's MVP like, of Survivor Series. Exactly. I mean, if Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, Randy Orton is definitely Mr. Survivor Series. I'm Matt, this is... Uh, uh, we don't really tend to agree a whole lot, but so far I think we're all agreeing. I'm going to say Team Raw as well. I, we haven't had a disagreement yet, which usually when that happens, we're both way wrong, it seems like. To be fair, it's only been two matches. Three, but yeah, I I'd still I don't know. I don't know how good of a feeling I have with this. With the women, five on five on five, if Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, and Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan... Versus Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Versus Team NXT, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Maya Yim, and Tony Storm. Uh, first off, I know you don't watch NXT, but that is a great list of women wrestlers for Team NXT. I'm familiar with Yim Kim because she's Jade from Impact Wrestling. Right. Who else am I familiar with? Well, um, Candice LeRae is Johnny Gargano's wife. Okay. And uh, Ray Ripley, I believe she's from NXT UK, right? She sure is. And same thing with Tony Storm, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm a little bit familiar with them. In this match, I'm actually going to go with the women of NXT. Okay. You, because you, you did say NXT needs to make an emphatic statement. Yeah, I think they win the this this one. Because I already we gave the going, men's match to Raw, so. Fair. 
We are going to have our very first disagreement of the night, and I'm going to say Team SmackDown. I knew you were going to pick Team SmackDown. <laughs> first off, I want to say that talent-wise, I kind of like Team SmackDown on this. I, I feel like Raw is overly powerful with Charlotte, Natty, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, Sarah Logan. Like I feel like the obvious choice would be Raw, so I'm going to have to say Team SmackDown. I think... As much as I like Team NXT in this case, there's I always go with my gut, and my gut says Team SmackDown. Okay. Now, what about this match? A champions versus champions versus champions triple threat tag team match where the Viking Raiders, representing Team Raw, versus Team SmackDown, which is the New Day, versus Team NXT, the undisputed era of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. So, and New Day members Biggie and Kofi will be representing SmackDown. So, this, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I love the New Day, I love the Undisputed Era, and I love the Viking Raiders. So, it's very interesting. I want to hear your pick first. Viking Raiders. Really? They're just so dominant. I don't know how you beat them. They did say on Raw a couple weeks ago that they are the first team in WWE history to hold WWE gold, NXT gold, uh, New Japan, and Ring of Honor. I didn't know that. They actually said that on TV, and I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty awesome. That being said, I'm I didn't even know that they were in New well. Japan. I, I, think that I didn't even know they were in Ring of Honor. <laughs> I mean, good for them. But, you know, I mean, it, you know, I, I agree. They're fully dominant. Uh, the New Day has been overly dominant. Uh, the Undisputed Era is phenomenal, but I feel like in this matchup, the Viking Raiders have so much steam. It just makes sense for them to win. Now we go to a champions versus champions versus champions triple threat match for the women, and that is Becky Lynch representing Raw, Bayley representing SmackDown, and Shayna Baszler representing NXT. Now, this match is going to be hard-hitting, in my opinion. Um, I feel like Becky and Shayna are two of the hardest hitters WWE has. I kind of think... with I, I'm not a huge fan of Bayley's heel turn yet. I'm just not. Um, before you get into your pick, how do you feel about Bayley's heel turn? No, actually, the more I see it, the more I like it. Really? Yeah, I think she's starting to come into her own with it. I don't know. I'm just, I just don't know if I'm fully sold yet. I think that I don't. If if they have her win this match, it better they better book her to be strong. Because like I just don't view her as a legitimate threat against Becky and Shayna. So who's your pick? I'm going Shayna Baszler. I think Becky had her moment last year at Survivor Series. That was when the whole you know. Becky attitude, I guess you can say, was really born and really started to launch, so to speak. Um, I don't want to kill any momentum that Bailey may have. I know she just turned heel a couple weeks ago, but I feel like I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I think NXT needs to make that statement, and I think Shayna would be perfect in this scenario. I'm gonna go with Bailey. Okay. I, I'm a fan of the heel turn. And I think if SmackDown wins any matches, it's going to be this one. Oh, okay, that's fair. Now, what about this match? 
Brock Lesnar defending his WWE Championship in a no-holds-barred match against Rey Mysterio. We talked earlier about Rey being an undersized heavyweight and everything. Who do you think is going to win and why? Now, normally, during these matches, if you go back and listen to it, I always pick Brock Lesnar. I'm not going to do that this time around. Okay. Because Paul Heyman said something on Raw that kind of got me going. Usually when Paul Heyman goes, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. He said that the match can end in one of two ways. One, Rey Mysterio pulls off a miracle and upsets Brock Lesnar. You're, you're cutting Lesnar. out a little bit. I, I don't know exactly what you were saying. Okay. In connection, I, I lost said, again. I'm sorry, people. I don't know what's going on. Can um, you hear me? Hopefully Matt can hop back. Okay. You back? Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, go anywhere. Uh, you, you're just cutting in and out. Can you hear me yeah, now? That's weird. Anyway. Well. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I can hear you just fine. Okay. Yeah, but, I cannot hear you. You keep cutting in and out for some weird reason. I'm not really talking. Anyway, so who's going to win? I think it's going to be Rey Mysterio. Okay. Because if you notice, Paul Heyman kind of showed his hand a little bit. Because he said, normally he goes, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. Well, on Raw, he goes, it's going to be one of two things for the spoiler. Either Rey Mysterio pulls off an upset and a miracle and wins... Or Brock Lesnar destroys them. Okay. And that's just so out of character. Usually Paul Heyman just says Brock Lesnar is going to win. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He kind of left it open for Rey Mysterio to win it. But do you think that that's kind of what they wanted was people to hold on to that? Because I've heard that a lot on whether if that was Twitter or whatever. People said, oh, well, he didn't say his usual line. He kind of left it open. I think that's just the genius of Paul Heyman behind the scenes. He wants he wants people to get behind Ray a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, however, they also made it into a no holds barred match. I mean, you could have Kane Velasquez come back and cost Brock Lesnar the belt. You could have. Ray Mysterio's son Dominic do something that cost him the belt. You can do even you, have, you can even have, um, what's that guy's name? Dio Madden. Oh, Dio Madden, yeah. He, uh, you the, can the have announcer, him, yeah. Because he hasn't been on since Brock Lesnar attacked him like two weeks ago. You could Wouldn't have him wild, show up though? and do something. Wouldn't that be wild if Dominic came out and he turned on Ray? That would be wild. That would be great. Um, I, that, that's, that's, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole but because I could go all day doing fantasy booking with that. But my official pick is Ray as well. I feel that – I and unfortunately for Ray, I kind of feel like he's going to be a little bit of a transitional champion. Um, I think it's just from between now and the Royal Rumble. Like he, He's going to have a short reign, I think. Um, but that's – that's down the line. I think that, honestly, I, I, I do think that we'll see Dominic or Kane or Dio. Someone will come out and help Ray, I feel like. Because you know, Brock, Brock has been way too indestructible to not give up a little bit. 
You know, I actually agree with you. If Rey Mysterio wins the belt, it's going to be a short run, and I can see it ending at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So how are you feeling, Matt? Feeling pretty good. This was a long episode. I'm not going to lie to you. But that's because we had a lot to talk about, and we love our listeners. I mean, we dove into a lot. We even discussed racism on the show, Nick. We, we got deep in this one. I'm, we I'm, talked about women being equal to men in this show. I mean, we have a podcast that's changing podcast. Just when you think you got all the answers, we change the culture. See what I did there? See what you did there. You want to hit the show, the Gmail is prowrestlingpod at gmail.com. Once again, prowrestlingpod at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Once again, facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. The Twitter page is at ProWPodcast. Once again, at ProWPodcast. ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com is your official website. Once again, ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. Episodes, interviews, blogs from our very own Andre Stafford will be on the website. Available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, right here on Anchor. My name's Nick. My name is Matt. See you guys next time. California love. <laughs> arrived we are broadcasting raw live from my ass boom boom i'd rather watch two old women slap my ass <laughs> Woo! that's as tough as a chunk of my ass here comes the biggest ass the big man is back jim raw 350 pounds here say hello to my ass ladies and gentlemen welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth my ass 30 men will enter my ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What? <laughs>